Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Solving Water for the final episode in our three-part series devoted to water utility resilience during these unprecedented times. I'm Amanda Holloway, and I'm joined by Xylem experts Carrie Hubbard, Outdoor Water Monitoring Specialist, and Anthony Rohrer, Associate Product Manager of Water Quality, who talk about how Xylem is helping institutions and water utilities around the world use wastewater samplings to track COVID-19. Enjoy the show. Extraordinary is a word we typically reserve to describe things and situations as unprecedented and exceptional. It's a word that is used rarely, unless we're talking about 2020 and the uncertainty that defines this year. Hello, my name is Amanda Holloway, and today I'm sitting down with two Xylem experts from our analytics business, Carrie Hubbard, outdoor water monitoring specialist, and Anthony Rohr, associate product manager in water quality. And they're gonna to talk to us today about the water industry's critical role in mitigating outbreaks of this extraordinary pandemic and the equally extraordinary technologies being used to track COVID-19 in wastewater. So thank you both for being here. Thank you very much, Amanda. Thank you. So we'll just start out um, with just giving some background about what you both do for Xylem. Carrie, if you wanna lead us off and then um, you can jump in after Anthony. Yeah, all right, sure. Um, so my name is Carrie Hubbard, like Amanda has already said, um, and I am the Outdoor Water Monitoring Specialist for YSI. So a lot of what I do actually involves helping customers um, with training and the equipment that they have purchased from us. So I, I help with a lot of the outdoor water monitoring instruments like our water quality sons that are samplers um, and all those kind of things that are wrapped under the, the outdoor water market. Um, I also help with testing some new equipment and those kind of things and, and the documentation that goes along. So it's a really fun role. Great. Uh, and I'm, like Amanda said, I'm Anthony Rohr. I'm the product manager for those products that Carrie mentioned. Uh, not all of them. I, I don't deal with the long-term monitoring products, but uh, specifically the sampling products, the handheld products, um, and very appropriate for this conversation, the pro sample, the automated samplers that we have out in the field, all kind of fall under my jurisdiction. And I'm helping you know, manage those product lines, look at strategic initiatives, um, forecasting things out, and just kind of making sure that product line runs smoothly. Great. And you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, tracking or sampling wastewater rather. Um, but you know, I think that municipalities, institutions are working hard to get ahead of and prevent future outbreaks. And I know you guys are helping communities do this through COVID RNA, for tra tracking COVID RNA in wastewater. And so we've, we've heard some, I think in mainstream news, we've heard some success stories of this type with um, Arizona State University, for example, has done um, some work there. But um, maybe if just we're taking a step back, we can uh, help define for everyone what exactly RNA tracking in wastewater is. You want to take yeah, this, so, Carrie? Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, so RNA tracking is actually where um, facilities, municipalities are working with labs, and they're actually looking for little bits and pieces of the virus that has actually... to be politically correct, I guess, have been excreted from our bodies um, as the virus goes through our bodies and, you know, we use the restroom and it goes into the wastewater. So these scientists are actually looking for those little bits and pieces of those genetic sequences from the virus to determine um, 
how much of a community may be impacted. And how long has this technology been around um, for epidemiology? Or, I mean, I don't know if there's other uses for that besides epidemiology. <laughs> yeah, so this technology has actually been around for quite a while. Um, so really the first time that it was kind of used was back in the early 90s when they were, were tracing the polio virus. So the uh, vaccine had actually been spread all across the country and across the world as we're trying to eradicate the virus and stuff. And um, to, to determine where communities still needed to be further inoculated, I guess you could say, um, they would do these types of wastewater studies. So they would collect the samples from the, the wastewater facilities and see if the virus levels are going up or down. And they would know what they would need to do in a community based on that. So then from there, they were able to use the same type of, um, of technology and sampling for the first round of SARS virus back around 2003. So we've been using this since about 1990, and apparently the technology and the, the sampling worked. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, and I think just to add on to that, um, it's something that's been around for quite some time, and it's not just on these kind of coronatype viruses. It's actually used on most viruses for, for RNA tracking were you know, lucky in a sense that uh, this particular virus is excreted through wastewater. Um, not all viruses are, and you can't actually do this kind of sampling in wastewater with every type of virus. Um, so in a way, we're kind of lucky with, with this virus that we can do these kind of community samplings. Yeah, that's great. Um, for I, I was just going to ask uh, about uh, when we actually started doing this sampling for COVID-19 specifically. So, you know, I, what, like, when was that point where they're like, okay, let's, let's see if we can do this with the wastewater? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And um, it was really about the February, March timeframe, because they knew of the COVID-19 virus, of course, back in December and January. But at that point, we didn't really know too much about it. And, and like Anthony had just mentioned, we didn't know if it was one of those viruses that could be excreted and sampled in wastewater. So as the investigations um, told us that that was a possibility, that's when scientists really started conducting these studies to determine if we could see the virus in wastewater. So it's about the February, March timeframe. Okay. Um, and what is the goal of conducting this uh, wastewater sampling for COVID? What do we hope to get out of this? Maybe. So really what... Yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> sorry. directed to you, Carrie. That's okay. Um, so what we're really hoping to get out of the sampling for this COVID virus is really just a trend analysis. So we're not going to be able to tell from the sampling, um, you know, 500 people are infected or anything like that, but we're going to be able to see is the spread of the virus going up because we're seeing you know, a, a greater amount of the virus in the sample, or maybe the, um, the amount of people infected is actually going down because we're seeing a, a downward trend in the amount of virus that we're detecting in our samples as well. We're, we're trend analysis, not quantitative analysis, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and what are some of the big challenges or considerations associated with wastewater sampling? I don't know if you wanna take this one first, Anthony. Um, well, I think um, some of the considerations and challenges are you know, getting the samples at the right time at the right place um, and then making sure they're processed um, properly. So kind of going back and making sure that you're at the right place, um, you can need to kind of figure out how do you want to do your sampling. So look at your whole sampling scheme. 
Um, do you want to go really large and sample your entire community? In which case you should probably be sampling at your water processing plant. Um, or do you want to go smaller scale and actually just sample a single building? Um, you know, we've seen studies where people are sampling individual um, communities that live in small buildings. Um, and then you can figure out who in that small community has the virus or sorry, if somebody in that community has the virus. Um, so that's, it's one challenge. Another challenge is getting the samples at the right time. Um, you know, wastewater streams are not a constant flow. Um, it kind of ebb and flows throughout the day. There are certain times that may have higher flow than others. So you need to be able to get the sample at the right time. Um, you know, if you, if you sample when perhaps there wasn't a large wastewater flow at that moment, uh, you may miss a large swath of virus going by. Um, and then you have no idea if your sample is accurate or not. Um, so there's, there's considerations with the actual sampling um, that I think are important to, to look into. Carrie, anything to add there? No, I thought you covered that really well. Um, the only other sampling considerations, I guess, that uh, you might have would be the safety of the personnel itself. Um, yeah. So that's one reason why we recommend the automatic samplers over manual sample collection. Um, plus, it, it gives you the flexibility in collecting at the right time, like Anthea had mentioned. Um, so you have your safety, your time-based issues, everything that can be uh, taken care of by the use of a, an automatic sampler. Well, that's a great segue into my next question, which was how is Xylem helping support, uh, helping support our customers with these issues? I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. So um, we provide uh, currently a, a fleet of auto samplers. Um, so we, we provide, we have products under the name of ProSample that are these automated samplers that can collect uh, wastewater samples. Uh, they're not only used in wastewater. Um, they can also be used in storm water or in outdoor water, uh, surface water type applications. But for the specific instance in a wastewater, we can you know, take these samplers and program them to sample with you know, every hour or you can hook them up to some kind of flow meter and you can see when that flow increases and you can sample as a certain amount of water flows by a certain amount of cubic feet um, of flow. Um, it kind of removes that human aspect, like Carrie mentioned, to keep your operators safer, um, but to also make sure that you're getting the samples at just that right time um, and kind of remove the human air out of that. So that's something that Xylem um, is providing out into the world right now. And we're definitely seeing a lot of success there and a lot of people that are really happy with how these samplers are performing. What about um, data or monitoring controls um, technology, does that play a role in the sampling of the wastewater at all? Okay, so yeah, we do actually have the ability to connect our samplers to data loggers. So you can actually telemeter data back to um, our online software. So you can actually see when a sample has been collected. Um, if there's a flow monitor connected to your sampler as well, um, you can actually monitor the flow over time also. So you have all of those bits and pieces of the puzzle to really put together to um, determine the volume of virus that might be in your samples. Yeah, it sounds like that there's a whole system that works together to really give you the most accurate, safest, um, real-time, you know, uh, data for, for this purpose. Yeah, you can definitely make it kind of like a, a smart setup where you, you know what you're doing and you're making sure it's done the right way from a distance. There's, there's no need to send an operator into that kind of condition and, and to, to risk his safety or her safety. 
Exactly. And we have been working on putting a lot of those packages together um, with the sampling unit, with the data loggers, with the uh, other monitoring sensors uh, for a full COVID package in essence. To hear more discussions about challenges and trends in today's water industry, tune in to our other shows on Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, including In the Field with Gould's Water Technology about issues impacting the residential and agricultural markets, Through the Water Cycle, a series reviewing every aspect of the water utilities segment from treatment to monitoring and reuse, and the Bell & Gossip podcast focused on HVAC and plumbing systems for commercial building services. Stream, download, and subscribe for these episodes and more. What about some examples of municipalities or institutions that you can point to that are successfully reducing COVID outbreaks via this wastewater sampling, similar to the University of Arizona, which I misspoke earlier um, and said Arizona State. It is Arizona Uh-oh. or University of Arizona, um, but similar to that, that um, that outcome, which was a positive one, where they were able to to prevent or understand what was happening on the campus before it got out of hand. So, if you have any examples to share, maybe Carrie, you could start. Yeah, uh, we have a really great example in Singapore. Um, So Singapore, of course, wanted to do this wastewater surveillance program, and they bought some of our sampling units to install behind different buildings and uh, selected apartment complexes, those kinds of things, so they could monitor the waste that was coming from each individual building. So what's really interesting with Singapore is their pipelines don't all necessarily feed into one pipeline immediately. They kind of run parallel to each other. So if they have a series of samplers in each of those pipelines, they can really determine accurately which building uh, the virus has, has affected. So then if they detect the virus, they're able to go to those individual buildings, test everyone in there for the virus, and then quarantine as necessary. Anything to add there, Anthony? No, that was kind of our our kind of highlight location. Um, The first time that we really saw um, a single source using a large amount of these samplers to spot check each individual site like that. Um, So it's something that we definitely like to highlight and hopefully people can kind of take that idea um, and run with it and implement their own plans. Uh, Are you seeing, you know, an influx of requests for these COVID sampling packages from customers? Absolutely. Um, you know, our auto samplers have been products that sell um, pretty normally. Um, and then, you know, as the, as the COVID pandemic came on, I think the entire world saw sales of basically everything starting to fall. Um, so we were a bit blindsided when we saw um, demand for these samplers basically skyrocket come, uh, you know, early summer late spring time frame um, where we are having trouble keeping these things on the shelf. Um, people want them more than they've ever wanted them before, which is fantastic. Um, and we're happy to supply them. Uh, but definitely uh, that, that demand caught us off guard and has been a pleasant surprise. Are there any other kinds of uh, mitigation efforts available today um, outside of wastewater sampling and, you know, why is wastewater sampling so effective in comparison? 
Uh, so yeah, the, the efforts that are taking place outside of wastewater monitoring is, as we all kind of know, it's going to be the swab samples and the antibody tests that you can, you know, have blood drawn from yourself. But uh, realistically, those samples do take a long time to get the results back from. So, you know, we've, we've all heard the horror stories about a 10 to 14 day turnaround time. And by that point, you know, you could be in a hospital anyway. Um, so with wastewater, sampling, you can actually have a turnaround time in about one to two days to see what's going on in your area. So you have an advanced notice of, hey, we're about to have a really big influx of patients in our healthcare facilities. So we need to like step it up and start ordering things. We need to get those gloves and the PPE and all that kind of stuff and be prepared. Um, so wastewater monitoring really gives us that, that head start and the advantage in really battling this virus. Yeah. And to add a little bit to that, I, I believe, and I, I may be mistaken, that sampling of wastewater is one of the only ways, if not the only way, to sample an entire community at once. Um, so with the swabs or blood tests or, you know, what have you, you're basically sampling one person at a time. So if you want to sample an entire community, you have to go out and swab every single person in that community. With sampling wastewater, you can get a snapshot of how that community is at that moment. Um, you know, for everybody at once. Um, so it's a really fast way to look at a group snapshot instead of going out and doing a thousand or 10,000 swabs. Yeah, absolutely. So what does this look like going forward, this tracking of COVID-19 in wastewater? Um, do you see it becoming like as mainstream a way to combat the virus as like the use of masks, sanitizing, um, social distancing, that kind of thing? Yeah, I I see that it would be something that would become relatively mainstream. I mean, it's it's a, more of a question of why not? Like, why not do these tests if you can? Uh, we have the technology. We make it relatively easy to install and to do these tests. Uh, the actual, you know, testing of the samples has come a long way too, and they can have very fast turnaround. So why not do the sampling and try to keep your community safer? Um, you know, it kind of comes out of that question of back when there were questions about how effective masks were, well, why not wear one? Is there really much risk? Same with, um, with this wastewater sampling. Why not do the, the extra level of precaution? Carrie, why don't you share your thoughts on, uh, on that? Yeah, I'll just add a little bit to what Anthony was saying. So I think in the future, um, as the coronavirus vaccine comes out, I think we can use wastewater sampling similarly to how we used wastewater sampling in the 90s with the polio virus. We'll be able to, you know, go around all these different cities and inoculate everybody. And then over time, we'll be able to collect these samples and see if these uh, vaccines are actually being effective or if maybe another visit needs to be made into the city to inoculate some more people um, because maybe we missed some folks. Um, so I, I think monitoring wastewater into the future is going to be really important for that purpose as well. I mean, are you seeing... Uh, enough municipalities or institutions doing this? Or do you think that there's a, still a gap here of what should and could be done ongoing? Oh, I for sure still think that there's a gap, um, but there's a, a lot more, um, let's rephrase. There's a, a greater number of wastewater surveillance systems that are being instituted in countries across the world. So I, I think as these national databases are being created, I think a lot more people are going to be willing to participate because it's going to be beneficial to the government and the government is also going to want that information as well. So like the CDC in July actually just developed the National Wastewater Surveillance System. So 
that's something that communities from all across the U.S. can participate in to um, collect all of their data, put it in a centralized database, and have all of that information be able to be shared across the country to see how the virus is spreading and what we can do. And this is just a question that I, I just kind of want to go back to something Anthony said in the beginning of the conversation about, you know, not all viruses are trackable via wastewater. So how do you, where's that starting point? What kinds of uh, folks do you work with to understand if the virus is trackable? Um, and then, you know what I mean? How do you know? Because I think, I guess the point I'm getting at is this, these systems, water survey, wastewater surveillance systems, as you're, as you're talking about, um, they can be used for things beyond COVID-19 and just become part of just what municipalities or institutions do ongoing as these uh, viruses, you know, continue in the future. So with that, we'd have to wait for the scientists to basically catch up with the virus. So with the coronavirus, uh, this um, SARS-CoV-2, we, we lucked out that scientists could basically tell us relatively soon, like, like Carrie mentioned, we were doing wastewater monitoring um, kind of at the beginning of the year in early spring. Um, so you'd have to wait for the, the research bodies to catch up and basically let us know um, how this virus is being expelled and where we can sample. Uh, like I mentioned, most or sorry, some viruses are not expelled through wastewater, but luckily I believe most are. So, you know, that's, you know, kind of a silver lining to this, I, I would say. Are there other things besides viruses that are um, important to track via wastewater sampling? Um, contaminants um, in, in water, like uh, heavy metals, um, and in different um, organic compounds and toxins could be trackable as well through wastewater. Um, so it, there are options outside of just um, viruses and pathogens. I just think it's an interesting um, system to have if you're, you know, if you're a hospital or a college campus or a municipality and you're trying to manage um, things like water quality or this, you know, outbreak of virus or these, all these other things that really impact public health. Um, I just think it's interesting that they could have this system there all the time to just track all the things that you mentioned, not, not only the, the virus. Yeah. It's, it's kind of goes back to something I mentioned where it's that fantastic group snapshot where you can kind of look at how is your entire community doing at once. And it's, it's one of the few ways that you can accomplish that. Great. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share about um, the work you're doing in, in helping, um, helping us all track this wastewater or track the virus in the wastewater? No, I, I think we've covered uh, you know, most of the really important highlights and I'm really glad that we could get this information out there and hopefully somebody picks this up and learns something and is able to, to start a new monitoring process. Gary? Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to, to also highlight that, of course, the, by collecting all these samples from wastewater, we're able to determine where the virus is, even from asymptomatic people, because I know right now that's a, a big thing. Are you symptomatic or asymptomatic? So by collecting these samples, um, we're counting everybody. So that's, it's really important to do that. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that before we close up here. Um, so, Carrie, Anthony, thank you so much for your time today. It was a super interesting discussion, and I think it really helps provide us with some 
some hope and some concrete actions that uh, we can start to aid in defeating this this COVID-19 virus. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. For more info on Xylem's YSI brand and our wastewater sampling capabilities, click the link in the show notes. Be sure to check out the other two episodes in our Water Utility Resilience series and other Solving Water shows that tackle water industry issues anywhere you get your podcasts. And email me at amanda.holloway at xyleminc.com with feedback, topic ideas, or to be a guest.